Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. downloading this episode of Spin the Rally Pod, which is guaranteed to have a sunny feel this time round because the weather is looking pretty good in the UK, which is where I am, Lisa O'Sullivan, rally fan at your service. It's sunny, it's a little bit chilly, but blue skies always make me feel better. George Donaldson, tucked up in the beautiful wilds of Scotland, he's our former motorsport team director, and we've sent our crack unit of David Evans, senior staff writer at Dirtfish.com, and Colin Clark, the man they call the voice of rally, out on location, because here we go. We are ready for the Rally of Croatia already. Where is this year going? Croatia Rally, Lee. Croatia, Croatia rally. rally. It is called the Croatia the Rally. Croatia. I'm glad you're there, David, because obviously Colin couldn't get it right at the beginning of the year. Uh, uh, no, I'm just frustrated. Colin's here with me, and it's like it's two words. <laughs> and he still manages to get just two words wrong. <laughs> what was the last one? It was Finland Rally or Finland Rally. Arctic Rally, Finland. That was only three words. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. enough of that nonsense, guys. What's the weather doing? It's very sunny. George, George, I know you're a man that's, that's like me, you're slightly obsessed by the weather. Uh, the weather was very interesting in terms of the forecasts a couple of days ago. They were forecasting quite a lot of rain. And David, I don't know what it was like when you got here because you didn't get here at the same time as me. Strangely, we were on the same flights, but he got in three or four hours later. That's another story. A very uh, interesting one, <laughs> isn't it, Colin? Because what? Colin was asked to hold the plane. And did you yeah, want to hold that, the plane, That's so Colin? easy to do as well. David, literally I... three minutes behind you. I ran and David wouldn't run. I ran. And therefore, I got on the plane. David didn't get on so the plane. One of us got detained at security briefly because I had a lot of cables in my bag. And because you look a bit dodgy. <laughs> Did he ask you to and carry so his I... cables for him? <laughs> so I thought I could rely on my friend Colin, who's clearly more of a colleague than a friend now. <laughs> so, yeah, one of us got here three hours earlier than the other one. Anyway, Georgie, when, when I arrived, there was a torrential storm, and I mean torrential. And I think there have been some, some really heavy thunderstorms in the last couple of days. But my goodness me, we're sitting in David's lovely uh, suite. Is it a suite, David? I think it is. Looking out over Zagreb, and there is not a cloud in the sky. And that is the forecast, more or less, for the rest of the week. So not hot temperatures, George, kind of mid to high teens in centigrade. But it looks as if the rain that was um, that was in the region has moved on. So that's got to be good news, Absolutely. I guess. Absolutely. We all like a nice sunny rally. But um, I mean, I'm... Uh... I'm, I'm looking for uh, I'm looking for the feeling of being on holiday with you guys. You know that's it. Rallies are just holidays. Yeah, <laughs> I remember those. Yeah, do we? I remember do that we? word. I, I've, 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 
I've got to be honest here. I am deeply, as you know, I'm deeply always disappointed to see the sunshine. Uh, David, David, uh, can you I just drop off the my, call, thanks? You just keep talking to Colin. Not interested <laughs> in hearing about your that, weather that, and that, your jumpers or anything. I, Honestly, just not interested. I, I, no, I seriously, I do enjoy a bit of sunshine, but I was really looking forward to mixed conditions. I agree. You so know, was I, I, to, I'm disappointed by this weather. Talk, talking to everybody, yeah. you know, there was real a- anticipation and excitement about uh, what was to come. And, you know, uh, particularly a tarmac rally, George, where, you know, you've got these three choices of what you do with the yeah. tyre. And now suddenly uh, it's all quite consistent and it's just Well, it's, the temperature is only looking like about 20 degrees, although the weekend does look to be fairly clear, gorgeous sunshine all day. Um, uh, lows of 10 and highs of 20. Can we just start by um, you guys spelling us out, spelling out what kind of um, course we've got? Uh, what kind of? I know it's a lovely asphalt poodle through the countryside, <laughs> but, but effectively, what 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 can we expect? We're, we're near well, Zagreb, aren't we? It's not though, Lise. Uh-huh. It's, it's, it, we're near Zagreb. We're in Zagreb at the minute, but we're and we're going north and all around Zagreb. But the from talking to people who've, who've done a bit of the recce already. The roads are changing almost mm. by the corner in terms of grip level, nature of corner. You know the the, the severity of the corner. It's almost in, at times it's as it's as abrasive as as Corsica. Yeah. And then you know you go around the corner and it's much smoother. Uh, so there is an absolute bit of everything in here. There is, and and you know the opening stage, for example, you have heard described as being Catalonia-like, mm. and we know that Catalonia, George, is fast, mm. it's flowing, Gorgeous, it's smooth. Yeah. It is as close to a race circuit as we get. But here's the interesting thing. You know, you talked about the temperatures, George, and we know that you know, there the, the may well be a, a tyre choice to be made between the harder and the, the medium compound, David. The altitude here, we had snow two days ago on, I think it was stage seven or eight. Snow on stage seven or eight. So we are talking about mid to high teens. Mm. We might just nudge 20 degrees. That'll be lower down. As we get up into the mountains, it'll be a lot cooler. The cuts will be very wet, be very muddy. It'll be good for the first couple of cars. So, you know, okay, if we'd had the rain, then there might have been some real tyre choices. You know, intermittent rain. Brave and learned uh, tyre choices required, Colin, without a doubt. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. And I think think there's still going to be decisions to make. And I think there'll be people that make the right decision. There'll be those that make the wrong decision. So we might still see some really big uh, variances in, in times because of tyre choices. Absolutely, can't expect that. But it, just on the on the subject of tyre choices, we have, uh, you said them, you mentioned the medium. We've, we don't actually have yeah. a medium, do yeah. we? We have no. the hard, uh, the Pirelli P0 WRC H, which stands for hard, and WRC S, which stands for soft. Soft. And then we have the, so they've dispensed with the medium tire, but I think, you know, in name alone. Yeah. The, the soft really is, is, is more of a medium. It's not, we have a super soft, which is only for Monte Carlo. Uh, and then finally, Colin, what? We have the wet, the wet one. What was that one called? Cinturato. 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 Exactly. Which is, which I guess, George, would be the sort of monsoon. That's a very soft, very heavily yeah. treaded. Yeah. It, oh, it, isn't it? it will be literally for icy, frosty and wet, very wet, muddy conditions. We, mm. You might call it like a rallycross tyre. So if, if the stages are very muddy, again, somebody could make a brave choice. Who was it that did it last year? It was um, oh, yeah. our Ford, uh, one of our Ford drivers did it last year. And was it, was it Esapeca that, that they led all in followed. San Remo? They all followed. Yeah, where was that? Yeah. It was in Monza. Monza, you're right. Monza, yeah. 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 
So there's, there's a potential for some interesting choices, but these sound more like roads, so they, they won't necessarily be subject to the same uh, yeah. the same nonsense. It's the soft or the, the, the hard, isn't it, I think, that they're going to go with. But here's, for me, the really interesting thing is that, okay, we had Monza last year, but your Monza was, was snow and, and, and ice. Would you call Monza Mon- a full tarmac? Elvin came up with a perfect definition of Monza last year. He said it was a mini Monte. Mini Monte. So we don't class Monte as a full tarmac rally, so maybe we don't class Monza. If we don't class Monza, we go back to 2019 and Spain 2019. No, Germany for the last full. The last full, yeah, I get because Spain was mixed mixed yeah. surface, wasn't it? So Germany last year, George, no, two years ago, two years ago. Oh crumbs, my lord, crumbs. this is like being guys. Let's get, let's not get into the academia of it all. This sounds like mastermind or something. I just want to talk about rallies, guys. Come on. Do you know what this but, is like? No, point, this, George, is like hangers, this is like being in a care home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's very often like that. But no, I was going to make a point, George. It's two years ago, full tarmac rally. You know, we've got a different tire, so it's the Pirelli tire, the first full tarmac rally on the Pirelli. And we've got drivers in different cars. Yes, mm. you know, absolutely. Tarek, who's won the last two or three tarmac rallies, is in a high Hyundai on a full tarmac rally for the first time. You know, we've got Ogier in a Toyota on a tarmac I've rally. Same Green. with Elvin. Craig Breen for the Kelly first Robin time. Perra. You know, the, the, for, for me, right. So the, the point here is that there are a lot of unknowns, George. And, and that's my point. I know I took a long time to get there. <laughs> but, you know, equally, the, yes, Colin is exactly right there. You know, it is a first tarmac, a first tarmac WRC round for a lot of these drivers. But, you know, the Hyundai drivers, they did Alba, they did Roma, yes. they, did, they did San Remo, yes. they did Chocha. They did, they've done so much. Uh, and, the, and the difference mm-hmm. between the experience of, of the Hyundai drivers, the Tanak and, and Breen to an extent, between them and the Toyota drivers is huge. You know, the Toyota drivers haven't done a lot here. Nope. And, and, you know, I talked to Thierry after mm-hmm. San Remo, uh, and I said, you know, oh, how have you enjoyed your seven weeks off? And he said, well, I haven't really had seven weeks off. I've been in the car almost every other week. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's, that's the point. And then talking to Elvin it, earlier in it, this mm-hmm. week, you know, he hasn't been in the car mm-hmm. um, at all. So I, I think we could see that. You know, we know that, that drivers like Tanak he is going to be very comfortable in that uh, in that I-20 on tarmac. That's he a is. big assumption. That's a no, big I, assumption. I, I, he, he looked comfortable, Cole, last year when we saw him in Italy, didn't he? He did, in Elba, that's true. You know? Yeah, yeah, And he's yeah. Done, he did San Remo last weekend, literally last Saturday. Yeah. He was in stage mode on roads just over there, over that Adriatic thing. Very, yeah. Uh, Where are we? We're Croatia, so uh, just, just, just across the Adriatic. Literally, just yeah, across yeah. there. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I think, you know, the, the question mark really has to hang over the Toyota drivers and how quickly they can get up to speed. Last year, we saw Sebastian Ogier in Monte Carlo. He wasn't completely comfortable immediately with the car, and he didn't force it, did he? No. Nope. You know, he finished second, then nope. he was slightly off the pace. And, and similarly, it, Elvin, the same year, you know, he, he, he got into it nicely, but then when things weren't so comfortable, yeah. there was no question. He wasn't going to take any risks, right. and he dropped back, so... Right. Yeah. So no, I think there is there is a genuine there, there is a question as much as there ever is, George, because you know the, the drivers when they get to this level, it doesn't take long, does it, for them to get comfortable? No, it doesn't. But but in, intrinsically as well, we do know that um, we do know that current experience does give a degree of of uh, well, you, you might say comfort to the drivers, uh, but I think it's more than that. It gives them a that degree of cur- currency. It's a currency that that means they can just come out the starting blocks, 
with that little bit of extra confidence. Confidence is everything in rally. That said, yeah. uh, you know, you look at Toyota's lineup, uh, certainly with, with, with uh, Seb, of course, with Elfin to a great extent. Those guys know the score. They know, they, they know what they're, they're coming to the party with. They know what collateral they're bringing. They, they will not overextend themselves at the wrong moment. Hopefully, they will have enough, uh, enough in place to, to keep their position as, they, as their currency builds up over the first couple of stages and, uh, and mount a challenge. I'm sure they will do. Mm. For, for me, the really, really interesting one, guys, uh, and maybe we'll talk in a little bit more detail about who we think are the favourites this weekend, but for me, the interesting one is Craig Breen. You know, he's never done a tarmac rally uh, for a factory team. This is his first... Well, not for Hyundai, he's never done a tarmac right? <laughs> um, so it's his, nice save, it's, his, it's his first it's his first factory Seamless. rally uh, outing for Hyundai on tarmac um, and that for me is interesting because I thought you'd done your homework I did it's do my homework Colin let it go or we'll, or we'll raise the spectre of the unmistakable sound of a WRC car arriving no, that it, no, an no, an unmistakable sound of an S2000 car I think you'll right. find it was Fair enough. and that was the that was the Subaru World Rally car coming around. <laughs> <laughs> it did uh, give for, us all a laugh. For me, Breen is interesting. Breen is interesting. I think he could go exceptionally well here this weekend. He always does, Colin, doesn't he? Well, well he does. He always does. He does, but, yeah. but I just have a feeling that Breen is on a little bit of a roll. It's an absolute level playing field for everyone here. No one's I mean, been here before. Don't forget, I mean, coming in, oh, it wasn't, it was Chocho, wasn't it, where he had that, that shunt? You know, it was a a tyre problem yeah, yeah, a puncture yeah. so you know but clearly you know he he, he was he, going pretty quick at the time wasn't he it was in the R5 car wasn't it he did San Remo didn't he is he <laughs> no what no he did did he did he okay David's not done his homework either <laughs> but but for me Breen is an interesting addition but your know, road position could, could be interesting that George that's going to be it? my question surely he's going to be hampered by that whoever starts first is going to have the best shot well as, as as the weather alters and yeah of course he did San Remo he bloody won San Ramon. You're a I can only apologise, Craig Green, for, for, for what's going on. That is why I was saying Craig Green could be interesting. I did say he's on a roll coming <laughs> off the back of the win in San Ramon. The trouble is with San Ramon, it was completely skewed by the fact that we had two World Rally Cups there and they took away the focus from what was clearly the important factor of the event, which is Craig Green winning. But, Lise, you're dead right. Running order is vital, but it's becoming, if this weather stays, it becomes less and less important with the passing of every day because up until now, we know it's rained every day here. Yeah. We know that every cut, every grass verge at the side of the road is soaking wet. And if Cali Rovenpera has anything about him, he will have that car as far as... As Augier always as does. Absolutely. Augier always does. And, and the thinking is that if you're below sort of car four or five, Forget it. Right. You don't have a hope. So, you know, rally cross tires. Yeah. Yeah. But then, George, you know, a rally cross tire is, is great. Or, you know, that, um, that, that, that Cinturato tire is great. Mm. But it's not going to come close to what. No, no, Harry absolutely not. But it's not your only chance to actually stay on the road, probably, with so much mud potentially. Yeah. The roads, the, the, the verges are, very, generally speaking, very well drained. So uh, they may dry out very quickly. You can be surprised just how quickly gravel can dry out and, and even road what verges. About the grass so, at the side? You know, even even still, it's going to really? the grass itself will be lush, but but that's not to yeah. say that the the edges haven't been. I'm sure there'll be lots of mud, but it might not quite be the mud bath that you're thinking that, that the likes of an Eper or a 
or yeah. um, circuit of the knot might be in in uh, in Belgium. Another another two um, another two candidates for WRC events. Yeah. Yeah. Spa. Just how, how much of a, a a difference or how much of an advantage is it to have breaking points uh, on a tarmac rally? First on the road, clearly you get the advantage if if it is a little bit damp in the cuts. You know you haven't mm. got the mud, but you have no breaking points on the roads in front of you. So mm. for car two and car three, seeing those breaking points, is that much of an advantage? Do drivers actually gain anything from that? You, you, you do. It, it, it's kind of, it's, 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 almost, um, uh, it's almost in the subconscious. It's subliminal. Mm. Mm. But yeah, you, you know, I, you, you've heard me wax lyrical about all the, you know, all the perceptions that you, you build your, your driving on, you know, the, the small nuances. And the breaking points in the performance of the previous car is massive. You can even see when the when the guy in front of you is starting to lose time because you start to see the marks and you start to see that oh he's he's slid wide early on that corner he's he's, he's too early he's turning into that corner too early and you and that then gives you the time to mm-hmm. say oh, I'm going to back off a little bit and just hold my braking point a wee bit later turn in a bit later fraction slower perhaps uh, on that initial turn in because you're just making sure that that's okay. It's not what the other guy did, but then you've, your exit speed's so much higher, and you've got that all the way to the next corner. So yeah, there are there are huge subliminal uh, messages from that. N- not just subliminal; some people will lean on them. You can lean does, on them as that, much as you want. Does that that must come with experience, though, George? Absolutely, it's just purely that. the ex- experience. Yeah, it just it's just as I say, it's it's just all part of just it's just another input into the computer that is the driver's brain. So, George, I, I know you were more of a, a gravel man and a snow and ice man. But if you were, you know, in a WRC car here and you had the choice of where to start on the roads, it's a brand new rally for everyone. As you say, you know, it's new. We don't really know how the cuts are going to deteriorate, how the road's going to develop. But if you had the choice of starting position on Friday, where would you choose? Number one, first place, 100%. It's got to be. Yeah, hundred percent. Just but just because of that road cleaning effect, Colin, it can be massive. It might not be. There'll, there'll be very little loss from being first on the road. We're all talking about. We're talking WRC drivers, super experienced. They have two passes on the road. They'll have had engineers that have gone over the route uh, that will have catalogued the conditions, uh, the, the the opportunity to to do um, uh, an assimilation between their information and your pace notes to know any p- places that might get bad, some polished surfaces perhaps that the the engineers have noted um, that, that that factor into tire choice and in fact even you know your speed through a particular section. It's all factors that you can actually bring in, and they all add up. They all equate to the sum total of a, an active strategy that you're practicing from minute to minute throughout the event uh, and and it makes a difference so yeah first on the road no brainer mm. but what 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 we saw i remember I, I can't remember the exact year we were in alsace and it rained like bilio in in the recce mm-hmm. Logue was first on the road and he destroyed the road you know it wasn't just a bit of mud yep. it was completely covered up in the hills well, yeah, in the yeah, it was a rally cross yeah but not long after that remember uh, they started to introduce this idea of putting the posts on the inside of corners. That mm-hmm. is a crucial question for what, and I've asked the question here, uh, and they're looking at it. They, you know, and but the problem with this is if they if they put a post on the inside of one corner, they've got to do it on every corner. Have they? They they it's got to be done before the recce, David. It's got to be done before the recce. They're not thinking about it now. Yeah, for sure they do. But the the horses bolted. That's almost the problem, isn't it? And and there's part of me that thinks actually just leave it. Yeah. Don't don't mm-hmm. bother with any of yeah. that because the minute that you don't, or you know, if you then 
if one of the drivers clips one of them or the reason they do that and the reason they did that in in, in the Vosges mountains in Alsace was not because Loeb was taking such an advantage it was because it cost so much money to repair it. Yeah, to repair so it's 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 not it's not a mm. a, a kind of a, an equity question, you know. About you know if we if we put it's these a damage poles, it's a damage limitation yeah. question. Um, where was it? We were in Cyprus once, and they put sandbags. Remember yeah. that in Cyprus on the tarmac sections, mm. they put huge sandbags on the inside, and drivers still hit them and still cut them. But there um, is a, there is a, you know obviously this is a, a significant impact, but it's only really in terms of leaderboard on the first run, isn't it? Because right. by the time we get to the second run, the whole field's been through and the road mm. is completely covered in mud mm. or not. Mm. Uh, so yeah, what have we well, got it's, on it's that highly road? likely in, in these temperatures, sunshine, uh, reasonably high temperatures, or, you know, the 20 degrees air temperature and lovely sunshine, asphalt can, yeah. get, uh, can get a lot hotter. It'll dry out very quickly. But so that, whilst that it may be covered morning, in gravel so and dirt... Morning, yeah. we've got four stages and the, first, mm. the opener is... Seven kilometres, Colin. We don't deal in kilometres. We deal in oh, miles. So uh, seven point one miles. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. The the next the next stage is the longest of the day, twenty three point seven six, and that is called Colin Costa. Uh, 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 stage two is called Costa I think I'd ask you to. to what's the first? It's called stage, stage two, called? guys. <laughs> the, the first one. First, first one is called Rude Rude Plesivica. Yeah. So there's four stages, one one long one, and a couple of six milers to uh, to end the loop. Uh, so, th but there is there's enough in there, I think, to have a significant impact. If <laughs> oh god, he's having he's, he's having a headphone issue again. Oh yeah, but the problem is the problem it's is when nice. I when I put them back in, it disconnects the call. I just have to be very delicate here, Lise. You're still with us. I am. At this go. point, I will say to anyone listening, though, Sorry. thank you for downloading this episode of Spin the Rally Pod from the <laughs> Dirtfish Retirement Home. Yeah. Uh, there's only one of us retiring, please. Trust me, and it ain't me. Dear Lord. So looking, it's been just a challenge further, this morning, It's David. been very challenging. It's always it's challenging. Been... But looking further down, let's look past um, the, the front Tell me running. what stage four's called. Stage four. Oh, stage four. No, I'm now in charge. Go away. I'm in charge of the itinerary. Stage four is utterly unpronounceable. <laughs> Pekurkovo, genuinely, Pekurkovo, that sounds rude. Pekurkovo, Burdo, Mrzniki, Novaki, one. That's almost well, that's perfect. That's a good stab, actually. Yeah. Now, can we, can we just have a so, quick chat about WRC 2 and WRC 3? But before we do that, who is going to win in Croatia? I mean, unless it is going to be somebody mm. WRC 2 and 3, but I find that unlikely. I'll tell you who I think is going to win. I, think, I don't think Cali Rovenper is going to win. I no. still think he's got quite a lot of work to do on tarmac. Um, you know, I think much as we look at Oitanak's tarmac form and his form just now, it's good. He'll be there or thereabouts, that's for sure. Um, you know, I like the look of the, the development with the team of Neuville and Vidiga. I think they're coming together quite nicely. I think he's got a chance. But for me, the man to beat this weekend Thank will me. be... No, no, no. I think Bream will be there as well, and I think he'll be fighting for a podium. But Ogier, you can't look look beyond Ogier. It's a new rally, mm. always goes well on new rallies. They're the most experienced crew in the field in terms of making notes and driving together. Um, You're going with your head. Go with your heart. Let's go with my heart. Craig Bream. Craig Bream. If I'm going with my heart, I say Craig Bream. Uh, Elvin, Elvin, Elvin on no, tarmac. No, we've got, we've, Elvin on tarmac. El, Elvin Evans is right up there in terms of his ability on tarmac, but you know. Great brain. I was going great to say, I was going to go with Elvin. I'm afraid you, you said go with your heart and a little bit with your head. I've gone with Elvin. Yeah, no, that's a good compromise, yeah, George. I think if, you're right. Yeah, yeah. 
The heart says Breen. Yeah. The head says Auger. The heart head compromise says <laughs> Elvin. Jolly <laughs> good. That's covered every base. <laughs> covers yeah, it all. Absolutely. So it's one of your famous betting spreads, Colin. <laughs> George, we have to do that again sometime. We really do. But ridiculously <laughs> fun. Real interest now, obviously, in WRC2 because we have a returning champion in the shape of Mads Osberg. Yeah. He's back for the first time in the revised specification C3R Rally 2. C3 Rally 2. Um, and taking on Mickelson. You know, the, and Mickelson at the start of this season made his aim very, very clear, didn't he? Didn't just want to win. A lot of pressure. Dominate. Dominate. But didn't dominate in, in Finland. Far from was it. beaten quite soundly by Esther Pekalaki. Mm-hmm. So. Needs to be needs to be absolutely back on top of it. The guy who's in form at the minute is Nikolai Gryzin, isn't he? he well, is he? Well, he, yeah, because he's he, well, on form because he hasn't crashed in a few rallies. No, third in in Finland. Then he won an event in was it Hungary or Czech? No, yeah. won in Czech Republic. Beat Jan Kipetsky. He in, did, which is Czech no, Republic. no. And then last weekend, um, won in Hungary as well. I, I'd agree with you. I'd agree with you. We've all known for years. You know, Nikola Dreisand about three years ago came to have a chat with me at my kitchen table, and at the time we're thinking, is this really a kid mm. that we should be talking about as a future star? And I think what he's shown in the past two or three seasons is he has got remarkable pace. He has lacked. Discipline, really, really lack discipline. It's experience, uh, Colin. It's experience. Well, no, no, George, it's, no, George, it's more than that, mate. It's, it's more than that. It's more than that. He has, for a kid of his age, he's got lots of experience. But what he, what he, what no, he, he's he dropped the headphones again, isn't what it? he doesn't have, we're, we're back, we're back. Um, it, it's more than just experience, George. It, it, it is discipline, and I, I think, I think there have been issues there. And that you know what it's like. You've seen enough young drivers in your time. There are some young drivers. You know, I think in particular, the likes of Hayden Patton and Craig Breen, who are like sponges, who will soak up everything in every situation. Mm. They will listen to everyone that's willing to offer an opinion, a view, a bit of advice. There are other young drivers who think they know everything and will listen to no one. Now, uh, you've got Patton at one extreme. For me, you've got Gryzan at the other extreme. Uh, so, so maybe it is experience. Maybe he is having to learn, George, to listen to people. Uh, you know, rallying is not just about your inherent ability to keep your right foot planted. It's about so much more. If he can take on board the advice, which is clearly there and, and clearly is available to him, Gryzen has the potential to be a superstar. Uh, mm. Maybe maybe we're seeing that turn. Maybe we're seeing it, David. Well, let's, let's see. So, you know, for me, that's, that's a really interesting aspect of it. We also have the curveball uh, in WRC2 of Temu Sunanen and, of course, Tom Christensen uh, in, in there in the Fiestas. But, for the first time, it will be fascinating to see how Sunderland. I do like the fact that all all of the drivers you've mentioned there that, that we've all got we've got different cars as well. Mm. You know, we've got yeah. the uh, the C3, Citroen C3, the Skoda Fabia Evo, and the Volkswagen Polo mm. GTI, and it's, the Fiesta now nice with, see, with Tamer and, and Tom, and the Fiesta mm. as well. Yeah. yeah, and and you know we we shouldn't forget you know these French guys, you know Johan Rossell, Nicolas Seaman. Quick, quick on drivers tarmac. on tarmac, really yeah. quick. And and do you know what I like as well with it with the R five class now. Um, there's no absolute standout dominant car. They're all no. very. You know, there was a time where everyone thought the Polo would be absolutely the car to have. It's a very very capable car, but it's not head and shoulders above the others. Um, you know, you'd have to say to give Mads Osberg the credit. He has worked massively hard on oh, that yeah. Citroen. And that, you know, if you ask anyone, I remember talking to Peter Solberg about it uh, around about this time last year when we were in, actually in Alba. And he said, right now on tarmac, the R5 car to have is the Citroen. 
Mm. It j just has the ability on tarmac, Good maybe a little, engine little bit, but yeah. there's not one standout car. So really no, what not. we see in the R5 class is driver ability. The man who I think is under most pressure in that class, yes, Mickelson puts himself under pressure, but for me, Sunanen puts himself under a lot of pressure getting back into the R5 class. But interesting one, I was talking to, to, to Richard Milner, the M Sport team principal about this, and said, you know, what, what does he think? He thinks that Teemu can win here. He actually thinks Teemu is a stronger can. driver on asphalt than he is on gravel. That's very possible. Yeah, yeah. yeah so we saw it in his early days. We, we saw it very, very comfortable in his early Carter, days. Isn't he? Yeah, so he yeah, knows, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, moving on quickly, WRC three. Uh, we have Chris Ingram, European champion, coming. It, it, big step for him. Not a big step, but it is a big opportunity for him. And you know, for me, we wrote a, quite a long piece on on dirtfish.com. Go and have a look at it about you know what what do we expect from Chris Ingram? For me, I want to see Chris Ingram take that step. I want to see. The, the result that we have kind of thought is lingering somewhere there, but we've never actually seen Chris Ingram get out and absolutely smash it. He has to. This is an, a, a rally that's tailor-made for yeah, yeah, that yeah. kind of approach. He knows the car. Nobody knows the roads. Correct. So get out there and show us what you can There's do. There's no excuse in that regard. No, you know, and his, his biggest not. issue. Now, Chris has worked really hard, and, and, and you have to give him credit for that. His, his tenaciousness, his, uh, his ability to, you, to stick in during some of the toughest times and keep working to try and find budget is remarkable. So he's got the deal. It's a deal that takes him through this season and into next season, David. Yeah. So is now the time? You know, it's, what, what we find with young drivers, you get a deal for two or three or four rallies, and George, you've seen it many times. You know, drivers that will think, I've got this opportunity, I've got to prove myself straight away. And all they do straight away is embarrass themselves by chucking it off the road. Ingram has that opportunity here, maybe. I don't think he has to go quick here, David. Well, no, I, okay. So he actually, in terms of his programme, he doesn't. Mm. But in terms but you of laying down it. a marker yeah. and saying, yeah. I'm Chris Ingram, yeah. I'm a worthy European champion, yeah. you know. I don't like the way that he won that championship in 19. No, this he, is wrong. He, this he, is he wrong. He won it through consistency. But, you know, I've seen people compare it to Richard Burns' championship and blah, blah, blah. Fine. But in the, in the years that Burnsy won and in the years that Burnsy, you know, the, the likes of 99, 2000, 2001, Richard Burns set more fastest times than anybody in the world. Yeah, I would never compare it to Richard Burns. I think that's an unfair. What, what I don't like is you saying you don't like the way he won it. He was the... He was fighting against teams that were massively well-funded. I don't think he liked the way that he won it. Well, he sure wouldn't he have wanted to win it that way. You know, drivers course. don't want to be consistent. They want to be quick. But you have he to did cons- what he had to do. Exactly. And you have to consider all of the parameters. And the, you know, the, the, the defining parameter for Ingram in that season was, was budget. budget. Yeah. He couldn't afford a puncture. Yeah, but you're, I, I'm not criticising for it, him for that. I'm just saying I don't like the way that he won it. And as I say, Which you're I, don't think, to, I agree with that. I don't think he would have liked it. No, okay, okay, said, I'm, I'm with you. you know, I'm he wanted you. To, to go out there and be okay. the quickest driver. He now doesn't have to worry about the budget. He doesn't right. have to worry about whether he's going to the next round. I'm with you. We know he is. So now go out this week, exactly, and show what you can do. Smash it. Smash it. Chris Hingley. What do they say in Manchester? Yeah. What's the, you know, what do they say? Mad for it. Mad for it, like, mad for it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what do you think, George? Uh, well, I'm I'm looking down the entry list. I was I was quite fascinated just to see a few names that uh, for, for, that I've seen before. Uh, obviously, Hiroki Arai, uh, Toshi Arai's son, That's uh, an was one, one of the yeah. nascent uh, the nascent uh, Toyota drivers. Didn't quite make the cut, uh, but he's there in in WRC three. Uh, you know, I think he could actually go very very well. well we, we've got we've um, got a moment. Sorry, we've got a moment. There's someone tapping at the door, and David's gone to answer it. 
He's answered it Brett very quietly. It, it was just a, a dirtfish colleague uh, who wanted to, uh, oh, to get in on the podcast, Did but he? he's not, yeah. Okay, you sent him away. How rocky are I, George? For me, it's really interesting. Um, you know, I, I do wonder, it would be actually worth catching up with him at some point just to see what his plans are. Don't forget, Hiroki Aroi, Takamoto Katsuta, both Japanese drivers, they were both involved in that junior programme yeah, with Mizzou Racing, program. the development yeah. programme. And it was mm-hmm. always going to be one of those two who then progressed on to a WRC programme. And, you know, Hiroki Arai showed an awful lot of potential, an awful lot of speed, but at the end of the day, the more, I think, all-round driver was, was Takamoto Katsuta. And I think absolutely Toyota and... and uh, Gazoo Racing made the right decision, but it would be interesting to know what, what Hiroki's plans are. And it's nice to see that he's not just disappeared, George. Absolutely, absolutely. So he's obviously got some sponsorship and he's got back out there. You just wonder that uh, maybe there's another Japanese manufacturer lurking around, um, mm. putting, a, putting a little bit of effort into yeah. the guy and uh, keeping what? him current. Also, I didn't think hugely, of that, George. Hugely, I didn't think of that. Hugely exciting. Uh, it's obviously first round of JWRC this week as well. So we have... Mm. Martin, it's, a, it's a lovely, healthy uh, entry list, it's a, isn't it? It's a jolly, healthy entry list, please. And we have Martin Sesks at the top. Jolly, healthy, dear boy. That's a lovely English way of putting it. But actually... It. <laughs> jolly, healthy. It is. And who's... So, Col, who's new? Who's, for, who's your eye on? For someone from Stoke-on-Trent, you can Jay, be really posh at times. No, you're from Stoke-on-Trent. But you are as well. Martin, Martin Kochi for me. Martin, Martin Kochi is one of the favourites in there on the juniors. Jo- George, I had to look at that name twice. Martin Kochi seems to have been around forever. Yeah, you you yeah. did some work with him for a while, didn't you? I, I did a little bit with Martin uh, when he was uh, when he was trying to do a breakthrough uh, with 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 effectively with S two thousand cars and the like. Um, Jeez, that, that takes you back. It does. He's still and, in the juniors, even Group N. Yeah, is but, that a lot of you know, failing even, of the juniors? That you can uh, be around that long and still come back. I, I think you can't be just these days. It's, it's one of the ists that you're not allowed to be. No, 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 no. no it's it's just not even do geriatrics. You have to set a limit, and the limit is 28, I think, isn't it? There you go. So Martin must be yeah. within that. 27, 28. Right, so right. He's, he's very close to the end of his eligibility. Yeah. But but what he mm-hmm. says, I read some quotes from him this morning, and he says that this is the best opportunity to mm. get into the next level. And he's right. It's the most. It's the Absolutely. best value for money. If you've got yeah. a few hundred thousand euros, you haven't got half a million. 600,000, which is what you need to run an R5 car or a Rally 2 car next year, your best opportunity, if you're eligible, is to get in, mix it up with the juniors and try and win that prize, because it's a magnificent prize. It is, and the, you know, the great thing as well is, you look, we've got the likes of Sammy Payari there and, and John, John Armstrong. There's a, there's a great variety of nations. Five previous winners in the junior championship there. That's good. Yeah, and five, maybe it's five previous stage winners. I did my homework. Did you? Yeah. Anyway, there's some quality, top quality. What are you most looking forward to this weekend? Rain. As you dig up. <laughs> Rain, that's not coming. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm just looking forward to just, you know, seeing the resumption. We, we had a great rally lease in Rovaniemi. It, it was magnificent. It really was. And there was so much drama and excitement around that. Uh, then to have to have six weeks off um, has been... Seven. Seven weeks off. Seven weeks off. Has been quite, quite difficult. So I'm just looking forward to the championship getting underway again. And, you know, we, we can't really leave this podcast, you know, previewing Croatia without saying a very well done to the organisers. Again, mm. something that was put together quite late. Um, you know, they've had their issues. They had planned to have spectators here up to seven weeks ago while we were in, um, while we were in Robin Yemi, they were still talking about having spectators here. They've had to bin that. Uh, they've had to revise, rework, as I suppose every uh, event is around the world these days. But massive, massive congratulations to the boys at, at Rally Croatia, David. They're doing a great job. And, uh, absolutely. And 
you know, we haven't seen much of the infrastructure so far. We're recording on Wednesday morning. We're going out to the stages shortly, but it is, it, it looks like it's going to be a great event. And, you know, for me, the, the big thing is that we step once again into the, into the unknown here. Nobody knows about these roads. We don't really know about the conditions. We don't know how the tyre is going to work. New, t new tyres from Pirelli for, for Tarmac this this week so there is there's an awful lot to be excited about you know when we went to the arctic we were sort of saying oh yeah it's a step into the unknown it was snow yeah we knew it was snow and it was finland so we it had a very yeah. I, I am seriously excited about the pirelli tires and I'm, as, as you know yeah. historically I'm, I'm, I'm a big lover of all the technical suppliers but i have a, a special affinity with with pirelli mm. who uh, who i started my wrc career with with back with toyota in the mid 80s and and the you know there was a, a core crew of incredible Italians that were were that were the rally team at that time, mm. or our rally team. They were very entrenched in the team. But anyway, the bottom line is Pirelli, like any tire manufacturer, can have good and bad tires, uh, or they won't accept that. They'll have good and great tires. Um, yes. I'm expecting th <laughs> these tires will be great, and they're going to. They're, as you said, nobody really quite knows how they're all going to work. It's a really interesting dynamic. Pirelli, yeah. of course, have got to do a very neutral job across everyone, but but the 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 closer and more encompassed the team gets with their Pirelli engineer, the more inquiring they do. You can imagine the drivers sucking all the information out of Pirelli and the engineers and wanting to know what other teams are doing. There's an incredible series of dynamics going on around there that for that 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 completely. Uh, flummox the concept there's only you know really two two choices of tyre it's going to be far more complicated than that and I, I love it say, I love every George, aspect of it I was just going to say you know what is the point of a, of a driver sucking any data from, from an engineer but actually there's plenty of point because in Monza last Huge. year we saw you know there was only those there was a, a selection of probably three tyres but the mm -hmm. way that you can use those three tyres and manipulate those selections yeah. is enormous. You can't cut the tyre anymore. You can't do any yeah. of that. Yeah. But there is even, the, even the way you use the tyre, David, you know, yeah. And I think, I think, David and George, that, you know, again, to your point, George, you, know, you go to a rally that you know well, you have got an awful lot of input as a driver into how the tyres are going to perform and develop. They will be relying on those engineers who have been through the stages, who understand the tyres, who have tested those tyres, maybe not on massive, these roads, yeah. but on similar roads. Yeah. The drivers yeah. will be relying on them. So the Pirelli input into this event could be critical. But I think, you know, George said at the, at the start there that they want they want them to be good and great, great. tyres. Yeah. What they actually want is good and safe tyres because the priority here, George, and it has to be, is that they want a tyre that gives consistent grip, not particularly great grip, you know, not the best grip that we've ever had in the championship. It has to be consistent and they have to avoid punctures. And they've, they've built, from what I can understand, you know, the hard tyre is a very strong tyre because they don't want punctures. So, you know, potentially so this will be a slower tyre than what yes. we had last year with the Michelin. It doesn't matter. It's everybody is on this slower tyre. We did see some, some punctures on the rally in, in Hungary last weekend. We saw both Greisen and Osberg uh, suffered a puncture so let's see it, it is going to be very interesting absolutely it's all part of that big step into the unknown it is it's very exciting can't wait so if you need to keep up to date with everything that's happening at croatia rally dirtfish.com is the place to be david and colin will be out and about grabbing all the atmosphere all the action you'll be right on top of it lads won't you 100 percent 
David. 100%, 100%, 110%. I'll, I'll just, give out their personal phone numbers on my Twitter and, and Facebook feed so you can call them direct and just check out where they are. And just, just yeah, to be clear, there is still not a cloud in the sky. Not a cloud. Beautiful. That's the good... A very good place to end this episode of Spin the Rally Pod. If you want to get in touch, hashtag Dirtfish Rally. And don't forget, Lise, it is not just Croatia that is happening this weekend. Fans of Dirtfish, you must tune in to dirtfish.com to keep ahead of American Rally Association. It's the late, latest round of ARA over in the States, and it is Olympus Rally this weekend. It's a great event, <gasps> isn't it, oh, it's a great I've been event. there twice. It's gorgeous, a... gorgeous, George, gorgeous, you and I, gorgeous. George are going to take a trip out to America later in the year, maybe for the Oregon Trail Rally, but we're definitely going to get out at some point. Uh, the other thing to keep an eye on dirtfish.com, and the news will have broken by the time you hear this podcast, Kim Block has got a new a new set of wheels. He's got a new ride. He's getting a new ride. He's got a new ride. So uh, for all our American friends, friends of Ken Block, uh, all the news and videos, some really exciting videos coming on dirtfish.com. George, you might want to have a look at Ken Block's new ride. It might excite you a little bit. I will be away to check it right now, Colin. <laughs> and I'll apologise to all our American listeners for that terrible American <laughs> And <accent>. Manchester as well. <laughs> <laughs> I just apologise for the world. I just don't remember you. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>